Hey everybody, Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage and Rocket Companies. Last year we saw historically low mortgage interest rates. In fact, over 1 million homeowners took advantage of refinancing or buying a new home with Rocket Mortgage. What you may not know is that interest rates are already starting to increase again. And it's likely that trend is only going to continue. Our team of experts is standing by to help you save before rates go up. With an official mortgage review from Rocket Mortgage, you'll see just how much money you could save by making a move right now. Don't look back over these next few weeks and wish that you had taken action. You could save hundreds on your mortgage payments or pay off your home loan earlier than planned. You could even take cash out of your home to pay off high-interest debt, complete home repairs, or bulk up on an emergency fund. When you want to secure a low rate, Rocket can. Call 833-8-ROCKET or visit rocketmortgage.com. Rocket. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and MLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Hey, my name is Brian Golden. I'm the lead pastor of Centerpoint Church, and I'm the host of this program called Unfiltered Radio. And we're in a series right now called Skeptic, and what we're doing is discussing the big questions about God and about Christianity. And I think this is going to be helpful for you and hopefully challenging. He came to tear down every wall, and so I want to be a part of tearing down every wall. You are literally working against the activity of God in your generation. I've said this before. I want to say it to you one more time. Abandon whatever you can't examine. Everything that God wants to say to humanity, everything he wants to show off, everything he wants to put on to display, it is all represented in Jesus. God has a good plan for your life from this point forward. And so the marching orders are from now on, God, I want to invite your grace. I want to invite your mercy in, and I want you to fix what has been broken. And I want you to clarify what has been distorted. And I'm going to trust that your way is better. Hey, welcome back to Unfiltered Radio. My name is Brian Golden. I'm the lead pastor of Centerpoint Church and the host of this program. In today's culture, many of us are asking the question of what does it mean to authentically follow Jesus? Like, what did he actually say and how can it change your life? So whether you're a skeptic, a longtime believer, or maybe you're just investigating faith, we've created Unfiltered with you in mind. And we want something for you, not from you. Unfiltered is a listener-supported program, so if our message has helped, you can give at unfilteredradio.com slash donate. I hope that today's message encourages you or helps you on your journey of investigating Jesus. Hey, my name is Brian Golden. I'm the lead pastor of Centerpoint Church, and I'm the host of this program called Unfiltered Radio. And right now we're in a series called Skeptic, and we're talking all about the big questions of God and Christianity. Now, that's a massive subject to take on, and obviously we can't answer every question or solve every mystery. But here's what we believe, that we've been invited into a relationship with God through Jesus. And all throughout the scripture, we believe that God reveals the fact that he is explainable, he is observable, and he actually invites us to come with our questions and our doubts. And here's what I know for some of us, that's very different than what we were handed down. Maybe you grew up with a faith framework that just said, believe this or just have faith or just embrace it. And then somewhere along the line, a gap developed and grew between what you believed or were handed and what you actually experienced. And all of a sudden, your faith came crashing down. And so as we dive into the next part of this series, we're going to end with a defining question that you need to ask when you are tempted to walk away. And rather than me answer a bunch of questions 
that we've already sought to answer in this question, I want to give you one singular question as we start to wind down this series over the last couple days. And so come with your questions, come with your doubts, but if you've already walked away from faith or maybe you're in a place of doubt right now or maybe you're on the verge of walking away, there really is only one defining question that may be the catalyst for you rethinking faith and rethinking what you currently embrace in terms of God and Christianity. And so I'm so glad you're with us, and let's dive into the next part of Skeptic. I, I, I probably understand this or relate with this better than you would imagine, but one of the big experiences for me was I went off to college and this sounds honestly weird and ethereal and what it, so you can contextualize, but I just, like, I felt like that God was just calling me to something specifically. I felt like he was calling me to, to pastor, which just seems so weird. It was weird for me, but I, I just felt this, okay, I have something for you. And I, I just was not interested. And then I kept playing the game of, I don't think I heard him right. And, um, some other environmental factors that's leading me in that direction. And so, um, I did that for a few years and I just ran all the way through my undergrad, not in like some big way, just, just I, I was resisting what I knew Jesus was calling me to. And then I went off to, to seminary and I remember very, very clearly that at the beginning of that, I was plagued with so much doubt and my doubt had nothing to do with, with some kind of intellectual argument. The doubt had everything to do with what in the world am I doing with my life? And I started in that moment to just think through all the stuff of like, like there's places I'm never, if I really say yes to this, there's places that I'm never going to go probably. There are, there's some things that maybe I'm never going to do. Like there's, there's a pool of girls that I'm never going to date. And I probably was never going to date them anyway, but this closes the book on that forever. (laughs) Like nobody talks to a pastor at a party. Like you get to a party, what do you do? I'm a pastor. Oh, okay, see ya, gotta go. <laughs> I, like, I, and, and, and I was single at the time. I'm like, who, who am I gonna marry? A seminary guy? Like that, that's not, there's not a big market for that. You know, and I, just, I had all of, like all of these questions of, I, like, I, I just don't know. And I'm telling you, whatever it is, and you're, that's not gonna be your experience. But you're going to have a moment. You're going to have some kind of defining experience or factors. And all of the disciples had it. So you should just feel good about that. And there they are. And everybody's leaving. And Jesus is not the most popular guy in the room. And everything's a little bit weird. And he turns to them and just asks the defining question. Do you guys want to leave too? And so what do you say after that long pause in that moment? And Peter, who has notoriously overpromised and underdelivered, constantly putting his foot in his mouth, never gets it right, you know, in the moment, says something to Peter's credit that is absolutely brilliant. And it's the thing that I hope gets seared in your mind as a 14-year-old or an 18-year-old or a 28-year-old or a 48-year-old or a 68-year-old. This is the question. Peter turns to Jesus and he answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Okay, look, Jesus, you know my mind anyway. So yes, I want to leave. Yes, I'm not real like thrilled about this. Yes, I think you are unbelievably weird in this moment. 
You need to explain this to us. Yes, there are a lot of questions in my mind. So, okay, do you want to go? Yes, I want to go. I want to walk away. I want to find something else. But Jesus, to whom shall I go? And see, here's the question that specifically if you're a follower of Jesus, I'm kind of angling to you a little bit. Here's the question that many of us do not find and come to and, and embrace until in some ways it's too late. And it's simply this, when you choose not to follow Jesus, you choose to follow something or someone else every time. It's no neutral position. When you choose to unfollow, when you choose not to follow Jesus, you choose to follow something or someone else. And so Peter's like, okay, if not you, then who? And if not this, then what? Because I know that if I say no to you, I'm going to have to say yes to something else. There is never a neutral position. You always say yes to something else. And when you say no to following Jesus and the day is going to come when you're tempted, you are always, every single time, 100% of the time, you're going to say yes to something else. And this is the issue for us when it gets really inconvenient and it's going to get inconvenient. This is the issue with us when it gets to a moment that you've never experienced yet where it finally costs you something and that day is going to come. This is the issue for us when there is no cheering fans. And once you were in an environment where it was so easy and it was lauded and everybody came around to cheer you on. And now you're in a place where nobody's cheering you on and it does not seem to matter. It's going to happen when you get into a place and this is going to happen. Where what you expected and what you felt like you were promised and what you think like Jesus should do, Jesus hasn't done. And in that moment, you have to ask this defining question. To whom shall I go? And if I say no to you, what am I saying yes to before I walk away? And here was Peter's thought process. I love this. Verse 68, Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Hey, my name is Brian Golden. I'm the lead pastor of Centerpoint Church, and I'm the host of this program called Unfiltered Radio. I'm so glad you've joined us as we're writing a series right now called Skeptic, and we're attempting to answer some of the big questions about God and Christianity. Obviously knowing we can't solve every mystery and we can't answer every question, but here's what we believe is that God has invited us to come with our questions and even our doubts, that God is an observable, explainable God. And so maybe you grew up with a faith framework that just said, hey, believe this, just embrace this and don't ask any questions. And then somewhere along the way, all of a sudden what you were handed off in terms of belief started to contradict what you experienced. And all of a sudden your faith came tumbling down. And so in this series, we're just inviting you back. We're inviting you to ask the questions. We're inviting you to doubt and maybe even doubt your doubts. And maybe if you're a longtime follower of Jesus, we're inviting you to come back and begin to answer the question of why do you believe what you believe? And some of the big questions we've looked at is how does a good God allow evil and suffering? Or why is the Bible reliable? Or what is faith? But as we start to end the series over these last couple days, I want to leave you with one defining question. And really, this is the question when you're tempted to walk away, if you've already walked away, or maybe you're in a place of doubt right now. And all those other questions we've answered this series are incredibly important. 
but this may be the defining question that will cause you to rethink Christianity and rethink faith and rethink what you are leaving and what you're running after. And so I'm so glad you've joined us. I'm hoping today is going to be helpful, even liberating as we dive back into the final parts of the series skeptic. Nobody's offering what you're offering. Like you have invited us in to the grand story of following God that, and we don't understand all of this, but somehow in the future, cause they were looking future, we're looking back. You're going to do something so that we can have forgiveness of sin. Not just do better, try harder so we feel better in terms of our conscience, but somehow you're going to do something where literally what is in our rear view mirror can be undone and we can live free. You're offering us life and eternal life is usually misinterpreted. It never talks about heaven in the scripture. It talks about eternal life that starts the moment you place your faith and trust in Christ. And Peter's like, that's what you're offering. Not something, heaven when I die, play a harp, sit on a cloud, all that crazy nonsense. You are offering me life to the full right now. And sometimes it's gonna be hard and sometimes it's gonna cost and sometimes I'm not gonna understand. And sometimes there's gonna be unanswered questions, but I know this full well, my little life is not worth living for. See, for you, and this is, I don't think it's offensive. I think at some level we know this. Your life is not big enough to spend your life living for you. You are not big enough to live for your glory. And Peter's like, listen, I I know there's things I don't understand. And this, this whole thing is weird, but nobody else is offering this. Otherwise, it's just like, you know, we're gonna get a job and then we're gonna change jobs and probably change jobs again three to five times. And maybe I'll find a girl and we'll get married. And then, you know, maybe there's gonna be some kids. That'll be great. And then I'm gonna make my run at the fifth or sixth company and I'm gonna retire and they're gonna give me a gift card and a watch. And then I'm gonna try to play some more golf and that's gonna last for about three years. And then I'm gonna die. And I'm telling you, Jesus, I would rather die for something than to live my life for nothing. And you're the only one that is offering me eternal life. And Jesus' whole point and Peter's whole point is you have been invited into the grand story of God. And before you decide to walk away, and there's going to come a day where you're going to be tempted. For some of you, if I could just say this, you will give anything to go back. And here's what Peter says, and I'm going to close with this verse. We believe And we know that you are the Holy One of God. Still have no idea what you're talking about. Still tons of unanswered questions. Still hoping you're going to explain this when we get back on the other side of the Sea of Galilee. But in essence, what Peter's saying is we've seen too much. We've seen too much. So yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand what you're talking about. I can't grapple and connect all the dots, but we've seen too much. It's why this entire series, I've tried to get you to one place. And I hope if you don't remember anything else I said, which you're probably not, you'll just remember this. The starting plate, if you're investigating or if you're looking to come back, or if you're a Jesus follower on the edge of walking away, the starting point is not the ark. It's not seven days of creation. It's not the stuff going on in Leviticus. It's not, you know, all the Gentiles and Jewish rituals. It's not revelation. It's not any of those things. The question for you to grapple with is who is Jesus? And what has he done in history? And we believe that he died for our sins and that he rose from the grave. And as I've said all series, we don't believe it simply because the Bible says so. It is way more in depth than that. 
We believe it because Matthew and Mark and Luke and John and Peter and James, the brother of Jesus and Paul all said so, all believe it, all wrote it down within 30 years. And that's where we're anchoring our hope. That's where we're anchoring the foundation of everything that we believe. So in those moments where it costs and we're isolated and we don't understand in the equivalent of the eat my flesh, drink my blood things comes to the surface. We're like, what are you talking about? That is not the epicenter of what we believe. And we can be into intellectually honest, to lean into the undeniable, even at the expense of the unexplainable, because if somebody died and somebody walked out of a grave alive, I can have full assurance that I can trust whatever they say, even when I don't understand it. Hi, my name is Brian Golden. I'm the host of Unfiltered Radio that you can listen to weekdays at 630 right here on this station. And I'm the lead pastor at Centerpoint Church. And I'm so excited with what God has done through Centerpoint and the fact that we are launching in North Campus on Easter Sunday, April the 21st. And a few years ago, we started as an alternative to church as usual. Whether you're a skeptic, cynic, maybe you're a longtime follower of Jesus, and you just haven't found a place to belong. And we've created a place that is accessible and welcoming to every type of group. It's the safest place, we believe, for anybody struggling with anything. And it's all about one thing, and that is loving others the way that Jesus has loved us. And it is imperfect but it is the church that we imagine in our community and God has begun to grow it and do incredible things. And now there's the need for more space. And so we're launching this North Campus on Easter Sunday. We would love for you to be there. And we would also love for you, if you're interested, to be a part of the launch team. You can get all of the information and sign up at centerpointfl.org. Hey, I want to invite you to tune into a brand new series we're launching after Easter called Unfiltered Jesus. That really is the heart of this program, Unfiltered Radio. And really, with all of us, we have confirmation bias. We come to certain things with preconceived notions. And that's none more true than it is with the life and the message of Jesus. Like we attribute Jesus to opposing movements and political parties using the same verses. We have a million denominations. We justify all kinds of different things all in the name of Jesus. And so in this series, we're really asking the question, what does the unfiltered version of Jesus look like? Because it's possible in our generation that a lot of people are following a Jesus that they don't really know. And they've walked away from a Jesus who doesn't really exist. And so I hope you'll join us right after Easter for this brand new series, Unfiltered Jesus. But there's going to come a day with even as you lean in and answer that question of who is Jesus. And even if you believe in history that he died and rose again, there's going to become a day not where that's going to be torn apart. And suddenly you're going to believe it's not true. Most likely you're going to have a day. You're going to have a season where suddenly the events and these circumstances of life are going to lead you to a place where you're tempted to bail. And it's why this, this question is so unbelievably profound because for some of you, can I just say this? This is a question that has the power to keep you from a season of regret that at one time you will do anything to come back and undo. And so Peter just simply says, to whom shall we go? That's the question in transition. That's the question in tragedy. That's the question when you are alone. That's the question when it seems irrelevant. That is the question when God does not seem to be hearing and answering your prayer. And I'm telling you, for some of you, can I just press a little bit? You already know enough. You've already seen enough. You've already experienced enough. 
And if I can press even further, for some of you, you have constructed an intellectual argument that is not an intellectual argument at all. It is your kind of, it's your facade, it's your defense, because your issue is not belief. Your issue is the implications of that belief. And you've seen too much. You know too much. So can we just say all of this together? I'm gonna get ready to land this plane. Even if you're by yourself in a room, um, you can be weird and it's fine. But can we just say this question together? To whom shall I go? Everybody with me together. All right, like you mean it. One more time. To whom shall I go? And, And let me just remind you this one more time as you leave. Transition, temptation, and trouble always create questions. You are not unique it is not that your faith is flying off the, off the rails. It is not that some, you are like just about everybody else listed in the scripture from Genesis to Revelation. Those events, and you just need to be ready for it. They are the events that can create questions in your mind. So right now, maybe you're a college student, college sophomore. You just need to know, man, your, your professor may be smarter than you. They may not be more right than you. They may not be wiser than you. And in fact, because I have several friends in this lane, professors that over time embrace faith and trust in Christ, you've probably sat under some guys who have just taken the legs out from under your faith and years down the road, they've embraced Jesus Christ as their savior and they can't go back and reteach you again. But every time there is temptation and trouble and transition, it creates questions where all of a sudden, not is it all true, but why does God? And why doesn't God? And why did he? And why doesn't he? And where is he? And in that moment, there's going to be the temptation to walk away. And as we've said throughout this series, as you get to those moments to recognize just because you don't know the answer doesn't mean there isn't an answer. Hey, Peter, like where you're at right now, do you know what's going to happen? Nope, I have no idea. So you're going to walk away? You're going to unfollow Jesus? No, no way. But you just said you don't really know how things are going to work out and you don't really know the answer. And Peter's like, okay, just because I don't know the answer doesn't mean there's not an answer. And I'm just telling you and I'm pleading with you, do not walk away simply because you do not have an answer to every question under the sun. And come on, if you were to have every answer to every question under the sun, that would make you God. And can I just say lovingly, you are not God material. At some point it is, no, I'm going to lean into what is undeniable at the expense of what is unexplainable. And I'm going to say in those moments, Jesus, I trust you. And here's what I want you to know. Considering the options in those moments always brings clarity. It always brings clarity. It is the question for you. It is the question to sear in the heart of your teenager. It is the question to sear in the heart of your college age student. It is the thing that brings clarity. Okay, if not Jesus, then who? If not Christianity, then what? And I'm telling you, as I look back on about three seasons of my life, but specifically that season in seminary where I wrestled and struggled so much, I look back to that season now knowing how real that struggle was. And man, the prevailing thought in my heart and my mind is, I'm so glad I didn't. And there is a bunch of you, whether you believe me or or not, you are going to be so glad that you don't. And can we just say this, and I need to end. But here's what's true for all of us that you just need to recognize. Your faith and your confidence never grows when the trend line is tracking up to the right. Your faith and your confidence never grows when your marriage is just beautifully working. 
Your, your faith and your confidence does not grow when your kids have it all together, if there ever is such a season. I'm still waiting for that one. Your confidence and faith never grows when just every prayer is being answered. It's why we said this last week, and it's why it's so true. Jesus said, listen, in this world, you're going to have trouble. Take heart. I've overcome the world. And in those times of transition and temptation and isolation, they're going to be the times if you don't bail out and you trust me to the other side of it. And I'll tell you this by experience. I'm going to grow your faith in a way that it wouldn't happen any other way. Hey, thanks for joining us in this series called Skeptic. And I just want to invite you, if you've missed any of these messages, to go to our website at unfilteredradio.com. You can listen to all of them there. And you can also find our messages on any podcast catcher. And I'd love for you to go do that and just catch up because we've been attempting to answer some really big questions in this series about God and about Christianity. Now, here's the thing. We know we can't answer every question and we can't solve every mystery. But here's what we believe from the scriptures, and that is that God who revealed himself through Jesus is an observable, explainable God. That God is not in contradiction with science, and God is not in contradiction with philosophy or in psychology, and that God has invited us to come with our questions, with our doubts, and even come with our skepticism. And so some of the questions we've been looking at are the age-old questions like, how could a good God allow evil and suffering? Or what is the starting place for Christianity? Or even what is faith? Or why do we believe that the Bible is reliable? And I believe that none of us should be afraid of those questions. And so whether you followed all of your life, I want to invite you into this series to really begin to look at why you believe what you believe. And if you're in the place of maybe being skeptical or cynical, I want to invite you to come investigate and to come answer and ask some of your questions about faith, believing that there may be answers on the other side of your doubt. So thanks for joining us in this series called Skeptic. Skeptic.